Welcome to our Streams International Ministry Podcast with Prophet Jared Nusulu, PhD, and Prophetess Gabriella Nusulu. Experience prophetic revelation teachings, personal prophecies, healing, deliverance, breakthrough. You are now listening to a teaching recorded at one of our live church services. Now, today is a Sunday of Kingdom What? Financing. Now, if you know me very well, there's one topic I don't like talking about. And that topic is the topic of finances. I don't preach about it. I don't talk about it except only in the discipleship class. That's where I teach about finances. But you never hear me here on this pulpit. Preach, 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 sweating. I say, hey, give me your wallet. Give me your wallet. You never. Why? Because I made a covenant with God many years ago. I said, God, if you are calling me into ministry and you want me to be a beggar, I'm not interested. Are you hearing me? Because most of the times people appear on our TVs preaching the gospel, but half of the time they are busy talking about your wallet. Amen. At every opportunity they talk about your what? Is that correct? Yeah. I said, God, if this is the kind of ministry you're calling me into, I don't want. I'm not interested. So from that day, God told me, no, I'm going to supply all your need according to my riches in glory. Oh, yes. That's why in Streams International, whatever amount you want to raise, we raise it within minutes. Oh, yes. If I said I need 100,000 now, you'll be shocked. We can raise 100,000 in this ministry within 10 minutes. Amen. Are you hearing me? Is that correct? You know what I'm talking about. Oh, yes. We've never, ever struggled for anything as far as money is concerned. So my preaching on finances is not to target your wallet. My preaching on finances is to empower you with, your, with prophetic revelation. Oh, yes. So that whatever you are doing, you do it with revelation. Are you hearing me? So, for the next... It's exactly half past 12 right now. For the next, uh, how many minutes should I take? 20 minutes? <laughs> three hours. You know me, you give me three hours? I'll drop it like 15 minutes. You go, where's the three hours gone? <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Oh, yes. <sighs> because I function by the spirit of revelation. Oh, yes. I function by the spirit of knowledge, the spirit of wisdom, the spirit of counsel, the spirit of might, the spirit of the fear of the Lord, and the spirit of dominion. Oh, yes. The spirit of the Lord. So, so, we know that Jesus had a powerful, powerful ministry. And when you read the narrative of Jesus' ministry, you get the front end of the ministry. The front end of the ministry is the woolies that you go pick stuff from the shelves. Are we together so far? The back end of woolies is where the mess is. 
where they bring all the crates, bring all the boxes, start sorting stuff. All you know is Woolens is beautiful. You walk in, you pick things from the what? The shelves. You do not understand the logistics involved behind bringing the stuff on the shelf. But if you were given a chance to say, can you go behind that door, they say stuff only. That door. If you're given a chance to go through that door to see the mess behind it, you'll be shocked. Let me take you to another example. The restaurant you go to, your favorite restaurant, when you sit there, everything is beautiful, very presentable, until you go to their kitchen. You've got ratatouille running here. Amen. Okay, I don't forget about ratatouille. I, I, I love watching that movie. Do we know it? Oh, yes. Don't be too holy. Come on. You watch it, I know. Do you know that movie? Oh, yes. Ratatouille? You know, me, me, I don't like watching movies because being a prophet, when I watch that movie, I watch it again after I've finished watching. In my, in my visions, I watch it again. So I keep watching the same thing. That's why I, that's why I don't like watching movies because my spirit is in such a way that it captures the whole thing, literally from word by word. So I don't like, but anyway. In that movie, Ratatouille, you've got the front end where the plate is so beautiful. The meal has been, no, I don't know what's the best word. Um, presented. Presented in such a way that you can single out one thing after the other. Very beautiful. But when you go to the kitchen, my God, find pots on top of pots, plates under pots, pots on top of this. Everything is scattered. You look on the floor. Everything is scattered everywhere. I, Prophet Jad Yasuro, you see me today, right? I worked as a pizza, a pizza delivery driver. Okay? So I didn't just appear. Amen. There is a story behind my glory. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. I worked as a pizza delivery driver. So I had an opportunity to be where they're cooking pizzas. And I know how much work you had to do there. Although I was a pizza delivery driver, but when you come back from the delivery, you start cleaning those round dishes where they, put, they make what pizzas. A lot of work. And sometimes those things would pile to be a mess everywhere. But when the customer is getting the pizza, they have no idea the mess that went on behind the scenes. Amen. They just enjoy the pizza. It is done. So when you read your Bible, your Bible has presented the ministry of Jesus in that format. That what you have is the front end. You don't have access to the back end of his ministry. Amen. If there was one dysfunctional ministry, in the back end, it was Jesus' ministry. God give Papa. Because for starters, you need to know that in the team of Jesus, among the 12, 
There was a traitor there. There was a traitor. And Jesus knew the traitor from the word go. He didn't know later after he had picked him up. He already knew the traitor. And in that ministry, there were, there were three sets of family members. Three. We know that Peter had a brother in there. Andrew. We know that John had a brother in there. James. And there's another guy also had a brother, a third, a third set. So when things are happening, there was a human element of wanting the brother to be the <clears throat> to be favored. To an extent that they even involved their mother. Can you talk to Jesus that when he enters into his kingdom, I should be on his right hand, my brother should be on his left hand. And the mother came to Jesus and said, yeah, Jesus, I want my two children, when you enter into your kingdom, to be one on your right hand, the other one on your what? Left. Jesus says, no, no, you don't know what you're talking about. Are you able to drink the cup from which I drink? Are you able, you know, not just the cup, are you able to go through the baptism with which I'm baptized? They said, yeah, 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 yeah. They didn't know what he was talking about. Yeah, 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 it doesn't matter. No, that's fine. Jesus, okay, you shall drink of the cup that I drink and you shall, number two, be baptized by the baptism with which I'm baptized. But for me to choose who sit on my right hand or left hand, it is not for me, but my father who is in heaven. And sure enough, the first disciple to be murdered was James, the brother of John. He drank the cup. He didn't know what he was asking for. And the Bible says after that story, the whole mob was angry. Until Jesus had to call a meeting, assemble all of them. What is it? They said they were, they were, they, they were moved with indignation. So it's beyond your anger. Are you hearing me? Oh, you are presented with a beautiful ministry flowing. They were angry. Until Jesus had to intervene, go for a meeting. Sat everyone down. Hey guys, what's happening? Now, he has been with them for three years. He is now going to Jerusalem to die. The disciples are still fighting one another. So he had to go a meeting. Say, hey guys, what's happening? Oh no, this one, this one. We just want to beat up this one. Just say, no, 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 no. Took a little child. You need to be like which one? This one. For of such is the kingdom of heaven. Are you hearing me? Are you hearing me? You need to understand that there's no ministry without logistics. Every ministry has got logistics behind it. The success of the front end of the ministry is built on the success of the logistics behind it. So it's like you are here for the first time. You see everything like, wow. 
wow wow uh-huh beyond the wow what went on behind the scene on monday someone will come here they'll clean up the place am i right amen on tuesday no someone will come do something i've got my son elata there on the on the mixer you know managing the sound and the the, the video he sleeps in the church uh, it's not a, it's not exaggeration it's not a joke amen he sleeps in the church i come because me i come to pray at awkward hours find him i'm like oh, hmm. <coughs> amen son what are you doing here <laughs> papa i'm just fixing this thing i want the sound to be nice so that the viewers there can hear me this no amazing amen. someone say amazing amazing you know the story when we were setting up this place hmm? you know the story when we were pulling down the other side you know the story when we were setting up the other place you know the story i had sons and daughters sleeping in the church waking the whole night just to make sure that we have got a service those are the logistics of ministry but the bible do not tell you that you know the story we had a very tight schedule to set up this place to have our crossover service am i right amen by the time we were done my son jay <laughs> He couldn't even stand up. <laughs> Amen. Because he was always there in the other building, remember? He was always there. People came, joined him, help, who you know, did work, and then they went. He was always there. Constantly there. Amen. His body got a, bat, you know, a battery. Those are the logistics of ministry. That's why at the end of the day, the people who receive the greater rewards are not the ones on the front end of ministry, are the ones on the back end of ministry. Oh, yes. Because all of us would love a ministry where we are on the front end. But very few people love the back end of ministry. A lot of people love to stand in like a place like this one. Ah, I wish I could just stand there. Say, Hallelujah! <laughs> but real ministry is not here. Real ministry is in the back end. That's why Jesus says, whatever you do in secret, your father shall reward you openly. Oh, yes. Because real ministry is in the back end. There are people we don't even know their names. There are people we don't even see. But those are the people who keep this place nice and arranged and beautiful. Amen. There are people we don't know, but those are the people who keep things running in the ministry. Me, I only appear, preach, and I disappear. But the whole thing is managed by someone, somewhere, somehow. And that was Jesus' ministry. Amen. Now, are you together so far? Oh, yes. We have lost you somewhere. We are following. I'm talking about kingdom what? Kingdom financing. So, it's so important to understand that the moment you put logistics in a ministry, then the next big thing is financing. Amen. You cannot talk about logistics without talking about what? 
financing. That's why nowadays, if you want to do a degree, degrees in logistics, they've got money. Because the world is complicated. People are buying, consuming stuff. You need to have a system of supply. Like now, America is in a crisis. They have nothing in their shelves. Why? They are going to supply, supply chain problems. Amen. It's logistics. Are we together so far? Oh, yes. So, Jesus being in ministry, then we need to accept some facts. That his ministry had to grapple with the issue of logistics. And his ministry was even more difficult. Very difficult when it comes to logistics. There are some things I may share now, but I may not or not. But allow me to say a few things. Number one, we know that Jesus shifted from Nazareth to Capernaum. Kafa Nahum. That's the name. Kafa Nahum. The village of Nahum. We know there's a prophet in the Bible there. His name is who? Nahum. So Kapanam is Kefa, Kefa, village of Nahum. So that's where Jesus established his headquarters. So there he had a building that was upstairs. So when you hear people wrecking the roof to bring down someone sick, they were wrecking Jesus' house. Amen. It was in somebody's house. It was Jesus' house. And there is a reason why Jesus shifted from Nazareth to Kephanahum, Kapanam. Because Kapanam was on the seashore. Those who went with me to Israel, you remember Kapanam? It's on the what? Seashore. Where we had our meeting, if you lift your eyes, you see the, the lake just on the other side. So he established his ministry strategically. Not for the sake of just being there, but for the sake of logistics. Someone say logistics. Logistics. And indeed, when he was going, he told the disciples, don't leave what? Jerusalem. Start preaching from where? Jerusalem. To Judea. To Samaria. And then to the outermost parts of the earth. It was a logistical issue. Why? Because immediately in the book of Acts, you encounter a ministry which is growing, but they have no resources. Are we here? They had no what? Resources. So, the Greek disciples were being neglected by the Jewish disciples because they didn't have enough to go around. Until the apostles said, no, let's choose these seven men to be managing the logistics. But now, what was the solution? In Jerusalem, there were rich people who had land and houses. Amen. The Bible says they sold their lands. It's not a poor person who can sell a land. A capable people, they sold their lands and brought the resources to whom? And put them at the apostles' feet to begin to manage. Someone say logistics. Logistics. After logistics, what's the next one? Financing. 
people who had land, they sold their land and brought their finances to the ministry. There's not even a single verse in the Bible except one time when Jesus taught Peter to go fishing, catch the first fish and then bring out money from the fish mouth. There's not even a single verse in the Bible where fish started bringing money to people except that one. There's not even a single verse in the Bible where birds began to bring all this stuff except when they were feeding Elijah. So which means financing of the ministry was entirely done by the people who are beneficiaries of the ministry. So we find there a guy, Barnabas. Huh? Barnabas. The popular Barnabas, you know. He sold his land and, and everything. And he brought to the apostles. At a time when the ministry was about to collapse. The ministry had nothing. It was about to collapse. That the apostles gave him a nickname. Son of consolation. It was a consoling thing. That someone said, no, 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 no. no. I'm not under my watch. I will not allow the ministry to suffer financially when I am here. I've got a house. I've got a land. I have to sell these things and bring the money to the ministry. So when he brought the finances, it was like a cold glass of water on a very hot Queensland day. They called him a son of consolation. Barnabas. But when you go deeper, the name Barnabas, Bar, B-A-R, means son. Nabas. Who can guess? Prophet. Naba. Prophet. Hebrew, in Hebrew, prophet is Naba. So Barnabas is a son of a prophet. So the guy was very prophetic. Are you hearing me? Very prophetic. One day I shall preach about him. You'll be shocked. You'll be shocked. So the guy brought finances to the ministry and they called him what? Son of consolation. So there is this naivety among Christians that the ministry of Jesus did not require finances. We have been attacked over and over, especially when we are doing our conference and then we say you have to pay this much to attend the conference. I see people attacking, say, hey, Jesus didn't charge for his meetings. Yeah, nonsense. Yeah, man, man, man. You know. So when you have got too much knowledge, you do not argue with the ignoramus and the dinosaurs. Amen. Because the Bible says knowledge puffs up. So sometimes I don't speak, not because I don't have the answer, but the Bible says what? Knowledge puffs up. So I don't want to be puffed up. I want to remain humble. So I just let it go. I let, I let them win the argument. I let it go. Every ministry, logistics, every logistics, financing. Financing the third, the, the fourth. So ministry, logistics, financing. Number four are the people. Financing is done by the people. 
Someone said the people. Now, let's look at this story briefly as we finish. John chapter 12, verses 1 to 8. And then I'm done. I think I've read overfed you. We are blessed, At least today I've gone even to 1 o'clock. I've been finishing around 12.30, right? Yeah, because uh, <clears throat> 2022. <laughs> Amen. Someone said, I will never come back to your church again. Your service is very long. I said, thank you. There are two million churches whose services are short. Go pick one. We are only for those who are hungry for more. Okay, let's read together. One, two, three, go. And Jesus, six days before the Passover, came to of Jesus and wiped his feet with her hair and the house was filled with the odor of the ointment then saith one of his disciples Judas Iscariot Simon's son which should betray him Why was not this ointment sold for 300 pence and given to the poor? This he said, not that he cared for the poor, but because he was a thief and had the bag and bare what was put therein. Then said Jesus, let her alone. Against the day of my burying hath she kept this. For the poor always ye have with you. But me, you have not always. Amen. How many have seen kingdom financing in that passage? <laughs> All right. So, we see in verse number six. This he said, not that he cared for the poor. But because he was a thief and had the bag. Someone said the bag. The bag. And he bear what was put therein. So Jesus, when he was out there preaching, he used to take an offering. Now, now, now you're going, uh-oh. Amen. Jesus' ministry, dependent on offerings. The treasure was Judas Iscariot. He used to carry the bag. So what was the purpose of the bag? There was a money that was put in uh, come on, give me the verse. It was put what? There in. By who? 
Judas. By who? Who put the money in there? Judas. No, give me the verse. All right, one, two, three, go. This he said, not that he cared for the poor, but because he was a thief and had the bag and bear what was put therein. Okay, let's go to, um, do you have amplified version of the Bible? The amplified version of the Bible? Someone say, I'm hearing you, my prophet. I'm hearing you, my prophet. Just verse number six, the amplified version of the Bible. Okay, one, two, three, go. Now he did not say this because he cared for the poor, but because he was a thief. And having the bag, the money box, the purse of the twelve, he took for himself what was put into it, pilfering the collections. What was he doing? Pilfering the collections. Amen. Did you see that? Oh, yes. So Jesus' ministry used to take collections everywhere he went as he preached. But do you see that on the front end of your, of your Bible? No. no. It's in the back end. You have to go deeper to find it. Judas was the treasure. After they've done the collections, Judas was the treasure. So he used to pinch. How could he manage to pinch? Because he's the one who was counting how much he was putting there. And he didn't allow Peter to be part of the counting process. <laughs> Amen. So he looked at the perfume, the price of the perfume. How much was it? 300 pence. He worked out mathematics. If that money had come into this bag, Oh, yes, amen. More for him. <laughs> he worked out the mathematics. I would have taken probably 100 pence. Yes, amen. Now, there's a misconception that the disciples were always with Jesus. No, they were not always with him. If he was pinching the money, when he was spending it, They were not always with Jesus. <laughs> Amen. So I'm hearing you, my prophet. I'm hearing you, my prophet. I told you, the Bible has got seven levels. You only read level number one. I mean, I know the Bible. I know the Bible. Level one. Amen. Level seven. <laughs> So Judas used to pinch the collections. So Jesus' ministry had collections. So if anyone tells you anything anywhere under heaven, send them to hell straight. Or oh, I mean, no, don't, don't take with them. <laughs> Jesus' ministry had collections. Are we together so far? Oh, yes. Now, back to Capernaum. Why did Jesus choose 
Capernaum, the village of Nahum. Number one, it was prophesied, which was okay. I don't want to go that direction. But I want to come from a logistical point of view. I receive. Are we together so far? Oh, yes. Is it making sense? We are following, Papa. We have lost you somewhere. You are following? Oh, yes. Mark. I said it with that, Mark. Chapter 4, verse number 1. Amen. Let's read together. One, two, three, go. And he began again to teach by the seaside. And there was gathered unto him a great multitude, so that he entered into a ship and sat in the sea. And the whole multitude was by the sea on the land. I will read a bunch of verses and then I will explain the principle, okay? Amen. Is that a good idea? Oh, yes. Okay. Let's look at... Um, Mark chapter, the same chapter 4. Let's look at verse number 35 and 36. Someone say logistics. Logistics. Someone say financing. Financing. One, two, three, go. At the same day, when the even was come, he saith unto them, Let us pass over unto the other side. And when they had sent away the multitude, they took him even as he was in the ship, and there were also with him other little ships. Okay. Um, we're in what? Mark 4? Yeah. Okay. Give me 37 and 38. All the way to 38. Sorry. Mm -hmm. One, two, three, go. And there arose a great storm of wind, and the waves beat into the ship, so that it was now full. And he was in the hinder part of the ship, asleep on a pillow, and they awake him and say unto him, Master, carest thou not that we perish? Okay. I've got so many verses. which I don't have the time to read now. Because of time. Mark 5, 21. And then I'll just explain. The good news is, can I announce something? The good news is from tomorrow. Tomorrow is what? Monday. Every 7 p.m., 
au bila hivi. Amen. Every 7 pm I'll be live. I'll be talking about the same subject kingdom financing. Okay? So I'm just laying a foundation that's why I'm able to jump 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 here jump there. But from tomorrow every what 7 pm for the whole week I'm going to be live. And uh, I'll bring some of you on the program. You appear on TV. Amen. <laughs> so Mark 5:21. <laughs> The Bible says and when Jesus was passed over again by sheep into the other side. You're going to find those verses a lot of them because they deal with logistics and financing. Are you hearing me? So he relocated from Nazareth and came to dwell where Capernaum. Why? Because Capernaum was on the major sea route from where he could function go to different places and come back. Amen. Are you hearing me? Which is logistics. In the days of Jesus, the ship was the best mode of transport the fastest mode of transport the most efficient mode of transport and surprise surprise jesus had a ship jesus had a ship the one they were using was bought by the ministry it was used for ministry amen if you read in your bible you find when jesus was calling john and his brother james they left everything including the sheep with their father and the hired servants correct when jesus was calling peter and andrew they did the same thing they left everything the sheep and the you know with the dad So when they came to Jesus ministry after collecting everything when they were, whatever they were collecting they bought a ship. Now this ship was not a cheap ship. If you think about it. How do I know? Because at this occasion the Bible says the water was filling the boat, the ship. And Jesus was sleeping on a pillow. Amen. Uh-huh. Yes. Uh-huh. in the hinder part of the what of the ship wait a minute if it was filling with water how can you sleep on the floor when it is filling with water amen whatever <laughs> baba come on talk to me so it means wherever he was sleeping it was dry And whatever was happening outside it didn't affect his sleep. Yes, amen. So it was a comfortable ship. It was big enough it had compartments. And Jesus was sleeping in the bedroom. Mm. The master and suit of the ship. Amen. Mm. Amen. Woo! 
think now I rest my case. <laughs> oh, yes. So Jesus' ministry, I know the Bible says he became poor so that we should be what? Rich. He became, he became. He left, first level of his poverty, he left everything in heaven and came on earth with nothing. But then there's a problem. Because when he was born, he was given gold. Amen. He had gold. Are we together? So oh, we are following, Baba. So when you talk about his poverty, don't think about material things. It's a different dimension. He could feed 5,000 people. He could feed 4,000 men. What kind of poverty is that? Amen. He had, a, he had a ship, this one. It was his own ship. He had a house upstairs. So when it comes to logistics and ministry, we need to upgrade the way we think. Don't give from a religious perspective that, oh, when we go to church, we give. No. Give from a kingdom mindset perspective. Amen. That every ministry has got logistics. After logistics, we need what? Finances. And the people who are beneficiaries of the ministry are the ones who are to finance. Oh, yes. The ministry. So don't give from a religious perspective of I'm giving to church. No. You need to have a kingdom mindset. Mm. I am financing the ministry. Oh, yes. Because in the days of Jesus, owning a ship was a big deal. It meant he could move from point A to point B very fast. And there were missions, like on this mission here, he just went across on the ship to the other side. Boom! A miracle took place in that place. Amen. You know the story of um, Legion. Jesus went on a ship, boom, to the other side. He meets Legion. Delivers him. They chase him there. You didn't know they chased, they chased him. They say, get out of here now, boy. We're going to manhandle you. Peter, let's get back in the ship. Boom. Back. Amen. I receive. Imagine if he had to be waiting for a ship to pass by. Amen. You have to be in Malawi. <laughs> In Australia, they don't do that. Everyone has got a car. But in Malawi, you stand on the side of the road. When a car is coming, you do like this. And the roads are dusty. <laughs> Amen. They, they leave you cleaning yourself. <laughs> Imagine, the minister wouldn't have gone where it went. If Jesus was waiting for a passing by ship. Amen. 
he had his own ship. And this week I'll talk about Apostle Paul. Someone say, I'm hearing you, my prophet. I'm hearing you, my prophet. So there's a mind shift. There's a mind shift. Taking place right now. Taking place right now. You see? Rise up on your feet. Say, oh Lord. Oh Lord. Thank you. Thank you. For your revelation. For your revelation. My mind. My mind. Has shifted. Has shifted. In Jesus' name. You. Give me the autonomy. Deuteronomy chapter 8 verse number 18 Deuteronomy chapter 8 verse number 18 1, 2, 3, go But thou shalt remember the Lord thy God for it is he that giveth thee power to get wealth that he may establish his covenant which he swear unto thy fathers, as it is this day. So, but thou shalt remember the Lord thy God, for it is he that giveth what? Power to get what? To get wealth. He giveth power. He does not give wealth. But he gives what? To get are you hearing me? Oh yes. So God giveth what? Power to get. Well, we cannot talk about kingdom financing unless we start talking about wealth. Amen. Broke members of the church. They can't move the ministry. You may have two million of them. The ministry will go nowhere. Amen. Say so I disconnect. I disconnect. Say so I refuse to be broke. I refuse to be broke. Barnabas had land. He sold it. Brought the money. We know Ananias and Sapphira. We only know the negative side of the story. Amen. The positive side of the story, they had land and a house. They sold it. All we know is the negative side. That they kept back how they proceed. That's where they made the plunder. Because when they came to Peter, they said, this is all what we sought for. But if they had said, Peter, we sold this thing for two million. Here's a million bucks. The other million, me and my wife, we are going to Mota Islands to rejoice. I don't think they would have died. But they lied to say, this is all. Mm, amen. When they sold it, they discovered, oh my God. We've got a million bucks. <laughs> Let's not give all of it. But the point, the positive side is, number one, they had property. Number two, they sold it. Yes. Number three, they had a giving heart. Amen. They brought it. So, if we talk about logistics in the ministry, especially streams international. Oh, yes. That we've got a huge mandate to take the gospel oh, yes. to the whole of Asia Pacific region. Oh, yes. We cannot afford it to be walking on a foot. Yeah. We'll go nowhere. Amen. We can't afford to be riding on our push bikes. We'll go nowhere. Amen. 
Are you hearing me? We can't afford to be constrained by budgets. We're going nowhere. My vision is dangerous. Oh, yes. My vision is huge. Because we need to, my God, we need to have a training center. The school of the spirit. Oh, yes. Where God can train men and women, young people, send them to preach the gospel. Oh, yes. Are you hearing me? And that will require what? Money. We need our own high schools. I'm telling you. The only sad thing in my spirit is that my, my biological children may not enjoy that. Probably the generation of prophet Temba. Are you getting me? I was talking to the Lord about it. I said, no, no, Lord. Why didn't you give it to us a long time ago so that Mirari can go through that high school? The Lord said, as a visionary, you, your vision is bigger than you. Amen. So it's not about me. Yes, amen. It's about your grandchildren. Oh, yes. Are you hearing me? It's about our young people when they start having their own children. Oh, yes. Those children is the generation that God is going to raise. I'm not talking to somebody right here. Oh, yes. But we're going to do the hard work. We're going to lay the foundation. We're going to break the furrow ground. Amen. Someone say yes. yes. Our own high school, where my boys go, it's a Christian high school. But they were busy. If you're not vaccinated, hey, you can come here. Hey, you can go here. Hey. I'm like, are you a Christian school? Or what are you? Do you have an identity? Who do you call yourself to be? I'm telling you, if we have our own high school, this nonsense will never happen in our high school. Are you hearing me? Because the problem with all these Christian schools, they depend on government money. Amen. Now, if you get money from the government, you're a slave of the government. Oh, yes. Jesus said it. He said it. If you owe someone something, you're a slave of that person. So all these nonsense schools, they depend on government grants. But our school, I'm talking about our school. Oh, yes. We will not receive a dollar from the government. Amen. Yeah. Are you hearing me? Our school will not get even one dollar from the government. When they come with their little dollars, we'll send them packing. Amen. So we can do our agenda the way we know best. Oh, yes. Yeah. By the time they are graduating, get 12 boy. You give them the Bible, they will take down the whole city. Oh, yes. It will be a missionary ground. It will be a training ground. Am I talking to someone here? Oh, yes. Say yeah. yes. Yes. So we need finances. We need wealth. Someone say wealth. Wealth. This money we are getting from our employment is for feeding our families is not enough to finance the kingdom. Amen. I'm talking about going to Indonesia. Are you hearing me? I'm going, I'm, we're talking about going where? Indonesia. My, my vision is when we land in that city, whatever city it's called, Jakarta. We land in Jakarta. 
We take over the whole hotel. Oh, yes. We take over the whole stadium. Preach the gospel and defeat everyone there. Yeah. Oh, yes. Someone say yeah. Yeah. And give them pocket money. Oh, yes. Imagine you say everyone who's going to attend the conference by the time of finish, you get a thousand dollars. Amen. <laughs> I'm telling you, even the Muslims, the Hindus, they'll be there. Amen. By the time we are done, they have changed, they have converted. They have received Jesus. They have tasted the goodness of the Lord. That this Jesus is good. Say yeah. Ah, okay. No, no, no. Time is gone. Time is gone. Let's pray. Say, oh Lord. Oh Lord. Empower me. Empower me. To get wealth. To get wealth. To be a kingdom financer. To be a kingdom financer. In the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you for listening. To keep in touch with our ministry, visit our website at www.streams.org.au and follow us on all social media platforms at streams.international. It is a blessing to share with you all our prophetic revelation teachings and it's our prayer to see you transform into mature sons of God. Share this podcast with your friends and family. Be blessed and until next time, Shalom. Shalom.